previously on Five Friends in Fiction. I need everybody to roll a perception check. So you guys are hanging out, chatting about the potential plans. A couple minutes go by and Dr. Petro walks over to Sophia and starts panicking because she's not breathing. You do kind of get her pulse very weakly. It flutters for a second and then it goes back to being still. Bell just looks at Creed and is just like, I look at You now. don't have to. But. As, as much as I, I'd love to, I, I can't. I like to remind I'm you that in the you don't crying. have any rules against not doing it. You are asked not to, but. Yeah. He, he didn't specifically say you couldn't. You could always try, and it's easier to ask for forgiveness later. All right, I'll use... Uh... I look up, and I, I apologize right then and there. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, and I'll, yeah, I'll use uh, Spare the Dying. Okay. You uh, put your hand on her chest, and in the other hand, you grab onto that raven, and just this kind of black smoke just kind of seeps out from your hand and just kind of into her body and she takes a huge breath and just shakes for a second and then coughs just horrendously and Dr. Petro just runs in and just grabs Sophia and like holds her close to her chest and is just weeping just openly and Sophia just looks confused and sad and she looks at you Creed and she goes Thank, thank you. He's, he said it's gonna be okay. He, uh, he said you'd save me. He's, uh... He's good that way. And she just kind of, like, leans in to the doctor. And, uh, the doctor asks you guys to leave. Uh, as she's going to keep her checks on Sophia and stay up with her all night and starts administering medicine to her. And Is she at zero hit points? I don't leave. I guess technically, yes, she is at zero. So, Dav, you pass out? Is that, that's what's up? No, I fell to the floor. <clears throat> oh, okay. But she, she got but woken I, up I, a long time ago. Yeah, oh yeah, no, no, yeah. No, 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 I mean, because you said you fell to the floor. So I didn't know, like... No, I was crying. She came back to life. I fell to the floor, and I am not leaving this room. Okay, you are, because the doctor (laughs) is not going to let anybody stay. Um, I'm going to do prayer of healing. Okay. Some people took some some damage, right? Yeah. During that fight. A couple people did. Yeah, Yeah, a little bit. Abby and Bao. Bao, you took a little bit of damage, no? He healed himself. I'm Um, I'm good. I I only took ten points of damage overall. That's fine, but uh, my prayer of healing does up to six, so I'm just going to... Uh, yeah, do a prayer of healing, and I just okay. do it to myself, and uh, 2d8. Do I roll that? Yeah. As we leave, Val uh, just puts a hand on Creed's shoulder. It's a good thing you did. I know you don't always feel comfortable doing it, but... Can I stay outside her door? You can stay outside the doctor, the whole store door. Okay. 19. Oh, oh, so that brings me back, okay. Because some serious shit happened, like like beasts, beast people, and you know, almost having a person. Eh, as much as Bao could care for someone, care for Bao doesn't want to see you. die. But you know, it's, it's, he's yeah. I stay outside the doctor's office. <clears throat> okay, 
But yeah, so the doctor thanks you, Creed, for all that you have done, as you you can obviously do more than she can with magic. But yeah, she does ask you all to leave, and then she kind of locks the door behind her. And Val, you go off and you find a nice place to sit, kind of over by side north in that little park kind of area. Dav, you kind of just sit outside the doctor's office, kind of your back up against the wall. Creed and Anzeo, what are you guys, where are you going? Um, I'm going to sit next to Dav as comfort with Akina in my arms and Akina's going to try to project calming. comforting I, and calming feelings. I don't know if this question's been asked. Is there like a not really a temple or any type of like shrine, religious thing? Uh, there's there? not really. Um, up by the the mine there's kind of like an altar that was set up where like people have put like mementos to everyone who has died in mining accidents but it's not like a super religious town they've seen too much death and destruction to really think that the gods are looking out for them at all i'll go up to the uh shrine thing mm-hmm. just mentioned by the mines and i'll just hold hang on to the uh the raven i'll just i'll thank them and i'll uh just kind of pray a little bit okay you don't feel like you're gonna have any sort of repercussions or anything for doing that because if you remember the the last time you talked like i mean he's not down with necromancers but he also understands that you're not a necromancer he just wants you to not go down that that sort of life path val's just doing his like tai chi type training and like doing like prayers at the same time in like a circle of like white candles well they're like little white candles with little silver dragons on them Uh, some drunk Wait. people come and go from the the little restaurant that's kind of near there, and they kind of see you, but nobody nobody comes to. It's got to look creepy as shit, right? Yeah, it like looks it's the real. middle of the night, and it's just a lizard person yeah, in a it's, field. It's like midnight. A, yeah, it looks really strange, <laughs> and that's why nobody kind of comes to bother you. Anzia's not very good with words. She figures probably you know presence, and there's not really a whole lot she can say to you that can comfort you I just kind of like have my hand on your shoulder and kind of like a, a solidarity sort of you know touch like you know i'm here do, do you think what she meant was that she's healed now and she she won't she won't turn into that beast again i really don't know did, did, did he heal her like like fix her or just just bring her back the way she was it's really hard to say his his magic is is pretty peculiar to me. All we can do is sit and wait on that. But at least, at least she's back, and we it can try. It was me. What was you? I did it. You did what? Please don't tell the boys. Um, I killed her. I couldn't imagine her, her living like that, and I just, I didn't, I didn't know what else to do, and I suffocated her. I didn't. I didn't know he could bring her back. I didn't know, and I. D- I want her to be fixed. Anzio I want her to be okay. Leans closer and like kind of like puts her arm around her body to kind of like pull her close. You know, I, I can understand where you're coming from to try and end suffering, but with Creed bringing her back, it does mean that she can make her own decision on this. Don't tell them. I will. I will. I will. I will keep this our little secret. I just didn't know what to do. We're going to go to morning. Did you guys spend the whole night 
out in front of the doctor's office? I did. Okay. Then I would have stayed there, too. Okay, so uh, in the morning, the doctor kind of opens up shop, and she's fully dressed in her normal kind of suit attire (laughs) out of her her nice vest and her frilly shirt. She sees you all as she opens the door, and she goes, Good morning. Um... Hello, and then from kind of behind her, Sophia is all kind of cleaned up, wearing some of the doctor's clothes, which are far too big for her, as the doctor is quite tall, and Sophia is <laughs> not so tall. She was, I was just going to um, escort Sophia back to her home, as she's doing much better, and Sophia looks pretty good. Uh, whatever Creed did seems to have fixed up her, her wounds, as that's kind of his stick now. The two of them kind of nod at you all, and Sophia, before she kind of walks away, she goes, um, thank you all for everything that you, that you did. Um, thank you for, for bringing me here and making sure that I, I got here safe. It's going to be much easier now with the doctor, and, you know, we, we might fix this thing. That's, that's good to hear. I just run up to her and I give her the biggest hug. Uh, she looks a little put off. I mean, like, you're still a a stranger. No, I know. To her. I know. Uh, but she kind of pats your back and she goes, um, I'm sorry. I'm, my ribs are still a little bit bruised from where I, I guess I got hit with a big stick. I back off. (laughs) Um, but, uh, I can't, I cannot thank you guys enough for what you've done for me. And, uh, she and the doctor kind of head off towards her house and, uh, the rest of the, the... Wait, I want to I wanna holla. Sophia! She turns around. Wait! And I go up to her. Do you know what happened last night? I I mean, I I remember I targeted Daro, and um, after I... I mean, I chloroform him first, and then then the, the beast comes out, and I don't remember the beast stuff. No. Um, so, wait. This whole time you've known... You've you've known you've been changing into this monster. Uh, she looks like really embarrassed. Yes, I've known. I've done my best to not kill anyone. I I try and and, and feed it as quickly as possible, and I I chloroform them so that they can't fight back and they can't get hurt more. Oh shit! Fuck. Okay. Oh, what am I gonna say to that? My goal is to never to never kill anyone, and I've I've done good by that. My first time, I screwed it up pretty bad, but I, I've, I've figured it out, and now with the doctor, I won't have to, to do that sort of thing ever again. Do you still feel the monster inside? Does it? Do you still feel the same as you did before last night? I I mean, I always feel normal again and, until it's hungry. Is there a timeline? Is, is it really every eight days, or is, is that just something we came up with? No, it's it's every eight days it, it gets hungry, starts getting hungry around day seven, and if I don't feed it by day nine, it's typically bad news, which was the first time. It was probably best you all got me before I got Daro. It, it could have gotten real bad. Have you ever tried feeding on animals? It does not work, let me tell you what. Don't worry. And she looks really uncomfortable. She's like, doesn't want to talk about this in the middle of the street. She's like, the doctor and I are getting this sorted and she has plans and knows people. And the doctor kind of, she kind of grabs the doctor's arm and Petro kind of nods at you. And she goes, we, we got this. I like, I just have this like wicked look of concern on my face. They head off because Sophia wants to get back to her house. We can always check up on her later. But for now, I think it'd be a good idea if you got some rest. Okay, we go back to the boarding house. 
Bell, what you doing? Bell, uh, you know, ever since he was doing his stuff in the field at night, just kind of spent the night out there. And so in the morning when he got up, I want to go to Sophia's house and wait for Kynan to arrive. Okay, yeah. She usually shows up early, right? Yeah, she shows up pretty early. So uh, the old lady kind of hobbles out of the orchard towards you and sees you and goes, well, I know one thing, and that's you're not Sophia. I just grilled like, yeah, that's that's for sure. You know, must be kind and right. Yes, yeah. Everybody here calls me Nana. I just, you know, wanted to catch you this morning and make sure you uh, know uh, Sophia had a little thing last night. She she wasn't feeling well, so she went to the doctors and... Uh, she's going to be fine. I just wanted you to know, since she wasn't going to be here, I didn't want you to show up and worry about her. Well, thank you so much. I will uh, go into town to see her then at the doctor's office. And kind of as you're talking about that, the doctor and Sophia kind of make their way through the orchard and the two women embrace and Kainan is kind of fawning over her and asking her if she's okay and she is just kind of, yes yes i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine again these women are not related <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh sophia unlocks the door to her house and kind of says goodbye to the doctor and kind of looks at you bal and and mouths a big thank you and then kind of is like do you want breakfast no i'm i'm fine i just wanted to make sure you're front here was uh, aware of uh, you not being home, you know, because... Gives you a big old grin. And she goes, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You all are too good to me. You can't let anything happen to you. We need, we need you to keep making those figs. <laughs> I just kind of chuckle. <laughs> yeah, she laughs and smiles and she holds up a finger for like one minute and runs inside and grabs uh, four bottles in a basket of the fig wine and she goes, for you and, for you and your friends for all you've done for me. Thank you. I appreciate this stuff. And, you know, sorry for the soreness. <laughs> it's fine. And then I will just make my awkward depart okay. without really saying much of anything. The whole Irish goodbye. <laughs> Morning comes and y'all head over and get your breakfast and all of you kind of meet up. Are you guys going to stay in town one more day or are you headed back to Slaughter Key? I don't know. I guess... Well, I guess we could discuss this as we have our breakfast, and I set down a basket of three bottles of fig wine. <laughs> Should that be a constitution check, I, then? <laughs> no, he put it in his bag of holding, I assume. Uh, I, I, I just I assumed you drank a bottle. <laughs> Did you drink a bottle, Val? No, it's just, it's just my bag. Okay, I just want, I made, I did it way before I even <laughs> I even got close to the boarding house. It's just... So, I swear, Bell's not an alcoholic. I well, swear. <laughs> hold on, I want, I want to, I want to pick mine up, like look at it, and then look at Bell. Where, where did you get this? I early this morning, I went to uh, Sophia's house to uh, make sure that her uh, friend Kynan was not uh, worrying about her, seeing as she comes visit her every day. I won't drink this. So, Bell, if if you want this, and I like hand it to him, it's yours. I nod, and I'm like, if you ever want to split it, you know I have it. <laughs> yeah, I, I laugh a little and say, mm, you know that's not my style, but thank you. Okay, so everybody else, uh, Bal has two bottles of fig wine in his bag, <laughs> and then Creed and Anzeo, you each have one. Mm-hmm. And you say your goodbyes to everyone. Um, well, Helen, I want to... Have a quick fist fight with Luther. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> That would be... No, do that! Hold on. But um, I go... Um, I run really quick. Is the doctor back? Could I like say something really quick to the doctor? Yeah, yeah, she's there. 
I run to the doctor. I don't tell her what I did or anything, but I, um, would I have a mailing address or like something I could give her? Uh, you probably get your mail at, at the, the Jade, Jade Cat. Cat. Okay. I tell her to please let me know in eight days, you know, no, no more than 10. Let me know what happened with Sophia. If she changed, if she needed blood, any, anything. Persuasion. <laughs> yeah. Persuade her. Ooh, 15 plus 6 is a 21. Fuck yeah. Uh, she kind of nods and she goes, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. I can I can mail that to you, no problem. I give her a hug. Like a thank you hug. She looks Not really, like an awkward uh, Really, hug. A, She looks uncomfortable because she doesn't seem to be the kind of type who's like super into no, I know. physicality. Yeah. Um, but she kind of <laughs> awkwardly like kind of just puts her hands up for a second and kind of pats your arms. Because, um, all right, if you're um, good, goodbye. Thank you. What's up? And Zaya wants to talk to Helen before leaving. Okay. She's wiping the bar down, kind of doing mindless tasks. Helen? Yes. Hi. Um, you know, you seem like this town is not quite big enough for you. Uh, did you ever consider maybe metalsmithing? I mean, I like painting and drawing. And she kind of pulls a, a big book out from underneath the bar, and she opens it, and it's like, there's like a, a bench seat at the big window, and you can tell, like, they've all been drawn from this bench seat of, like, people passing by. And they're pretty good. Just these pencil sketches of all the townspeople. And then there's some some drawings she's done of people, like, kind of at the bar. Uh, she goes, I, I've always wanted to be an artist. I like, I like drawing and I've always wanted to paint. We just don't ever get the supplies here in town. I see. Well, I consider metalsmithing kind of artistic. But if it's not your thing, I understand. I did want to leave you uh, a small gift to kind of get you started on whatever path you wanted to leave. I hand her a bag with 500 gold. She looks at it <gasps> and she looks at you and she goes, are you, are you serious? Yes. You're How much? 500. 500. You know, I don't want you to get trapped here. Never get to really see the world. So if this helps, that's what I want to do. Her eyes just light up, and she goes, um, uh, uh, yes, it'll, it'll help. I have never seen so much gold in one place in my life. And she's kind of like, whisper it's only like you guys in the bar, but she goes, I mean, I could go anywhere with this. I, I don't know how, how to say thank you. And she, but she then gets an idea, and she flips the book to one of the middle pages, and you see in there is a picture of the four of you sitting at the table that she had drawn one morning of you guys kind of eating your porridge and she she rips it out of the book there's no resin as he's not allowed in the bar because of health code reasons (laughs) but akina akina is on there around your shoulders and you all look happy and and laughing and and she hands it to you and and she goes it's nothing compared to what you've given me but thank you so much oh no i i love it it's wonderful truly one of a kind i appreciate it thank you and she's just beaming smiling and she just reaches across the bar and she hugs you because this is the nicest thing that anyone has ever done for her in her entire life just keep me updated how do i reach you and then i'm gonna give her the address for for star store oh your store okay i don't know what to call it where i do my where i did my mindsmithing well i mean you need to you probably need to name that store i should uh i will come up with a a name Bal didn't want to do anything necessarily too in-depth, but I wanted to give Luther the chance to sock me in the face. <laughs> what? 
Uh-huh. One second. <laughs> it seems like something he's been eager to do the entire time I've been here. <laughs> he's wanted a fight. You guys kind of putz around town, and then you're, you decide that about noon is a good time to leave, and that's when the big sort of bell for lunch goes. Val, you head up to the mines and you see Luther. He's back in full working order. He's back to his, his half shifts or whatever and he's speaking with Jessica and they're they're having a, a good laugh and he sees you come and he goes, what you need? You need something? I'm here to see what you've got, little man. <laughs> just, <laughs> like- I just lean forward and just welcome it. You just like tap your cheek with your finger? I actually I take my nail and kind of like drag it across the scales. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and Jessica kind of leans back and folds her arms and like wiggles her eyebrows at Luther and he looks back at her and he, he kind of nods and he's going to attempt to clock you. <laughs> it should be easy. Oh god. <laughs> he rolled a three. So, kind of the pressure of the situation, he goes and he just, like, grazes the underside of your jaw and just looks beet red as Jessica just loses her shit laughing. (laughs) And he goes, I don't want to hit you anyway. You're a good guy. You guys headed out? You figure out this this thing? Yeah, we've uh, got our job done, so we're heading out. And I'd give him, like, a bag of, like, 20 gold and just be like, just, you know, I know your father kind of got roughed up the other evening, so... Maybe get y'all a few nights of drinks or something. Awesome. Thank you, man. He, he just kind of, like, hits your arm, not obviously in a violent way, but he kind of is like, yeah, cool. Thanks, dude. Uh, so you all go get your horses. It's about 1230. Uh, you all kind of head out of town. And as you're riding through the forest, pass through uh, Sophia's orchard on the, the north side, and you can kind of see her house. And she's outside in her garden, and she waves at you all as, as you uh, ride by. And then it takes you about two or three hours. But as you get to the intersection that'll lead you towards the main road, that'll lead you south towards Slaughter Key, there's a figure kind of leaning up against a tree and it's dressed all in black and as you get closer it takes a step forward and the hood comes down and Balasar, Creed, and Onzeo you recognize someone who is very ish to you <laughs> uh, and Dav you see a dark skinned woman with pitch black hair dark black eyes with gray whites and she's got a toothy grin on her face as she says, Hi guys, I'd hoped you'd come this way. I need to borrow your lizard folk. And we will pick this up in two weeks. Yay! What a beautiful Lucky ending. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is that? We'll have to find out next week. You can't oh, ask us any questions. That's no, metagaming. No, I hate you! Metagaming. I hate her so much. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Five Friends in Fiction. Your dungeon mom was Emily Leverage. Anzeo Stanhope is Kate Flint. Balasar Kepisk is Tyler Deal. Abaddon Creed is Matthew Austin. And Avaris Lona is Abigail Leverage. Five Friends in Fiction will be back in two weeks. So until then, may your friends always have your back. <laughs>